Wolf Pack, Wolf Pack, a pack of wolves, aka Muscle and Feels Podcast, Episode One. We would have liked to call this the Wolfpack Podcast, but a certain bag brand has taken and copyrighted the name, the infamous Stolen Valor Bag, because I always thought that people who wear it were active military personnel because of the little flag patch that it has on the back. Turns out they're just fitness enthusiasts who are who could also be military personnel. Anyways, Muscle and Feels Podcast, episode uno. The intro episode, the beginning of the new era in podcasting fitness. Terms of the supply, beginning of new era. I mean, me and a new podcast with me and myself, and Milo. I mean, the cat. There we go. The mascot of the of the podcast has already joined us. He will only be appearing in the first episode, in- so not much of a mascot, but he is here. Indeed. Uh, allow me to introduce myself. My my name is Patroclos Pack Andrew Like Squarekakis, aka Pack. And on my left, I have the one, the only, Mr. Milo Wolf. Milo Wolf. And you can already see how appropriate of a name Wolfpack would have been because of our names. But hey-ho, turns out that's not possible. That said, let's briefly talk about how the name Muscle and Feels came to life and what this podcast will be about. So, Milo, I've... uh, you know, monopolized, if that's a word, the podcast thus far. So I'll pass it over to you. Thank um, our sponsors as well. Monster and Highland Spring for sponsoring this side of the episode. And yeah, over to you. And sure. Shout and out sure. to sure. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, so we're going to name it the Wolfpack Podcast, thinking we were very clever. But it turns out another company had beaten us to the punch and named their backpack the wolf pack with a K, yeah. just like my good friend Pack's name, unfortunately, um, which you might not know is also a, what's it called? An anagram? It's an anagram for the full name, Patrick Los Andrew Likes Krakagis. It works out very well. Anyways, so we we're thinking about another name and we decided, hey, you're part of that fringe group called Roids and Feels, aren't you? Shout out Roids and Feels. Those who know, know. Exactly. Um, and as an homage to the infamous group that got me into lifting, shitposting, and so on and so forth. And to Muscle and Fitness, the best fitness magazine out there. The number one magazine that we will use as our main source of information for most of the claims that we make here. Indeed. Shout out uh, Jim Stopani. We just our- had to pay homage to the great magazine that it is. And so Muscle and Feels, here we are. And also because ultimately, you know, along our journey, don't we all have some feels? Don't we all? For sure. I think it's more about, uh, after a certain point, it's more. it starts with the feels. Somewhere in the middle, you lose your path and you start you know, focusing too much on either PRs, numbers, or and or physique changes. And then at some point, you snap back into reality and it's just back. Whoa, there goes gravity. Back to those, <laughs> back to those feels. Mom's spaghetti. Four secrets to bigger arms is today's today's episode. Um, But yeah, the feels are the main reason why we started lifting and why we're still lifting in our humble opinion. That said, who are we? Who are we? That's true. Pack Milo. Milo Wolf, much better than the fake natty Milo uh, Croton. As a Greek man, I can say it. Milo Croton 
One, fake natty. Two, big cap. The guy did not carry anything. Carried a calf one day. The Greeks went ahead and then made it into a whole legend. And Did yeah. you know he also ate 10 kilograms of bread, 10 kilograms of meat, and 10 liters of wine a day? That's what he did for his diet. My breakfast. Indeed. Did, was that, is that something they mentioned as well? Yeah, on Wikipedia page at least, it says that was his diet. And then he died, did you know? Um, he was trying to report a tree stump, but got stuck, and then a pack of wolves came and ate him. Oh, nice. Yeah, hey. I know. Wow. It works out perfectly. The Wait. Matrix, Milo Wolf. Whoa. <laughs> really? He got yeah. eaten by a pack of wolves? Yeah, yeah. Well, and your name legends. is Milo Wolf. I didn't know that. Anyways, yeah, who are you? My name is Pac, a.k.a. Dr. Pack on Instagram. Two underscores. I did my PhD in sports science at the University of Solent here in Southampton, United Kingdom. Shout out the whole of United Kingdom. And I am a lifter, enthusi- resistance training enthusiast. Is Strength what I trainee. It. Strength trainee, guy who loves lifting weights. I have um, a research and academic background in sports science and more specifically research in hypertrophy, strength training, strength sports like powerlifting, strongman, etc. I coach for strongerbyscience.com. Disclaimer, Milo does as well. We'll speak about that in a second. We are just coaches for SBS. We are not owners, um, employees, or and views are our own, just to throw that out there. And I have been lifting for about 12 years now, entering the 13th year, teaching, researching, coaching, and just enjoying everything that has to do with getting bigger, stronger, bolder, and as you can tell, fatter. Over to you. Who are you, kind sir? My name is Milo. Um, I am the one whose office is being used for this podcast, and it's... uh vandalized office but you gotta rate the setup hey you gotta do it um i am a phd student in sports science at Sound, which is where pat got his phd he forgot to mention that he has a phd i think i don't know it was the first thing i mentioned wow i wasn't even listening wow the zone out was real there indeed um yeah so i'm doing my phd at Sound university on the topic of range of motion and strength and hypertrophy so essentially does a partial range of motion lead to more or less strength and hypertrophy gains than a a full range of motion um and all that good stuff. Before that, I did an undergrad in sports science, as did PAC. We both skipped our masters because we're too cool for masters. Um, we don't like no masters. Exactly. Um, besides academia, I'm also a coach. I've been coaching people for around four or five years now almost. Um, coached bodybuilders, coached some powerlifters, mostly gen pop though. People trying to gain muscle, lose fat, and so forth. Um... What else? I've competed in powerlifting and bodybuilding once. That's true. Not very well in either, but hey, I went no, and did it. You com- you you did really well in bodybuilding because I mean, I was I was gonna say yeah, let's show some pictures now on the screen, but nobody's gonna hey, sit and do that. The budget for the podcast is quite could, high actually, but our time investment is quite low. Yeah, you can see Milo's pictures on his profile, but you competed once. And you, instead of competing at the novice um, first-timers junior category, you competed in the Open, showed up, did really well. You, you managed to get glute striations to a certain extent. Yeah, 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 which for a first-timer is decent. Is decent, yeah. yeah. Uh, pa- 20 years ago, I would have been the most conditioned man on the earth. That's true. You know? the, the word conditioning is triggering. It is. But... Um, I've competed in powerlifting, I think, uh, th- uh, three or four times back in the day, back in 2017. 
But we are, I mean, you may compete in bodybuilding at some point in the future, right? That is correct. Maybe in 2025 or so. I'm not planning on competing, but we are both still chasing PRs. And uh, what are some of your best gym and or competition lifts? Wow. Um, just to, to, to set the credibility, because there is a crowd that heard the words, uh, the letters well, PHZ. Your, cit- your citation is right there. <laughs> Indeed. Reviewer three. So um, there's a crowd that, that heard the, the, the three letters, PhD, and they're like, oh, wow, science. And there's another evidence. crowd who heard us talk about muscle and fitness, and they're also on board. So we got everyone now. Yeah, but you we have, have to watch we, this podcast to the end. You, we, we have to throw some numbers in the, in the mix as well. To, sure. To let them know. Uh, my bench is kind of trash, so I won't talk about that. Um, I've deadlifted 500 for 10 or so, and my best squat is probably around, I don't know, 200 for 8 high bar, something like that. It's important to know that that high bar, by most people's standards, is, is like control decentric, uh, control decentric, ass to grass, etc. The whole schmick. The whole schmick. And yeah, just, just to, to note it. I've um, I've squatted six hundred near six hundred um, in comp, but I was much heavier, but at least younger. Bodyweight squat, bodyweight squat. That's that's true. For reference, I'm uh, saying this because he was uh, around three hundred pounds or one hundred thirty-five kilograms heavy yeah. at the time. I weighed in at one thirty on comp day, but twenty-one years old, thick as a snicker. But back then, twenty seventeen, that squat in all drug tests. Listen to the cope. We checked it with Nick the other day. In all drug-tested juniors in the world in 2017 only, not taking in any other years, it was like top 50, just breaking top 50 in the world. So top 50 <laughs> lifter right time. there. Also 500 kilo deadlift for 10. For people who 10. have a ginger beard and who are bald and look kind of homeless, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're top one in my uh, heart. For Greeks with uh, two surnames from uh, Athens, from the neighborhood of Halandri, from the mm-hmm. street that has a pedestrian road, you're gonna get number three. Now. So, um, yeah, 270 squad back then, much heavier. It was okay, like a legit squad, but nothing too crazy. 180 front squad in the gym, one f- uh, 315 or 140. I'm not sure why we're doing pounds and kilos simultaneously. We have an international audience, trust me. Bench three plates, four reps, uh, like five reps on bench. My bench is not my best lift. Deadlifted 282.5 kg at 105-ish few days ago actually overhead pressed because that's what i like to do i don't like to bench two plates for two reps strict is also relatively uh, recently and i think that's that's about that i've i've repped 550 250 let's get the the strong by science disclaimer out the way we got it already no we did we i mentioned it wow i've been completely ignoring you Yeah, I said... You can just say anything now, and I'll be like, oh, really? I didn't hear it. Yeah, so even even though we coach for Stronger by Science, even though we coach for strongerbyscience.com, views are our own. This is not like a Stronger by Science, I don't know, spin-off podcast or uh, related in any sort of way with the services that we offer through them, and it has nothing to do with... RP either, by the way. I know I'm wearing an RP tank top. I'm wearing an M. Hancho t-shirt. M. Hancho actually sponsored the podcast. Actually sponsored. responsible. Yeah, responsible for what we say, hold him liable. But yeah, SBS, nothing to do with the podcast, nothing to do with our views. But shout out to SBS, huge, um, well... 
a resource that I used to recommend to all the students at the university when I was teaching at university and a resource that both of us as lifters really, really um, value. Value, yeah. I don't know why I had no... The word value was not uh, heavy enough. So, okay, I'm going to take my tongue out of SBS's ass and return to... um, this intro episode. So the the point of this uh, podcast is not just for us to ignore each other, aka Michael, to ignore me. I have ADHD. Well on camera. I have ADHD, so he can say it before you say anything. And uh, yeah, but yeah, the point of this podcast is for us to one, be scientific enough and go over stuff that we like uh, around lifting, hypertrophy, strength, and discuss nuances, discuss details, geek out over strength, hypertrophy, new studies, Etc. At the same time, have a bit of fun. Speak the way we speak when we are just hanging out because a lot of our chats are about the community, new research, how to optimize training, and have guests from all over the globe. I'm not sure why I looked at your camera. Um, coaches, researchers, people that we have access to to discuss topics, bring them uh, on, get them to be a bit danker than they usually are and just give people the chance to learn but also have a bit of fun indeed that, are, that is the aim of the podcast um and to be honest i think that wraps up a pretty lengthy introduction to the podcast what do you think yes for sure i don't think there's anything else to mention besides i mean we could plug the coaching in yeah we could so as we said we're both sbs coaches so if you want any coaching, you can refer to SBS or you can reach out to us individually. At least for me, I'm not sure how packed those things nowadays. Um, at Wolf Coach on Instagram for coaching needs and for everything else, strongerbyscience.com slash coaching. Plenty of good coaches, including ourselves, to work with. He knows the URL by heart. Hmm? He knows the URL by heart. Yes. You know? what it's, a man. it's quite a difficult URL. Indeed. And for the first sort of intro topic, since it's um, timely, is it timely? Yeah, timely. Uh, it's in vogue right now. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Native English speaker Indeed. is here. Um, let's talk a bit about the new IPF bench rule. So I'll let you take it away. You are the ROM guy. I am the minimum dose gimmick guy. The hey, You can do a bit less and make some gains for Indeed. some time. And are uh, you? As an aside, four podcast episodes on our respective PhD researchers coming soon. So, indeed, keep an eye out. Yeah. So recently, there's been an announcement, and I think this has been discussed for quite a while now, about a change to bench press rules for the IPF specifically. So, IPF, one of the bigger powerlifting federations at the moment, um, at least drug tested ones, and. After a lot of talk, I think, around bench pressing and how, especially with the broader appeal, were you falling asleep? Yes, uh, IPF bench rule uh, gets me gets me instant. The melatonin, the new melatonin. Just kidding. Yes, continue. Please. So there was a lot of talk around bench press technique, kind of in the broader fitness and general population as well. Mm-hmm. Um, people have always made jokes or ridiculed people with a big arch on benches with not much range of motion. Um, And so I think, you know, the IPF caught wind of that and maybe in combination with complaints from certain lifters, what have you, they decided to make a change to the rules about range of motion. 
Specifically, now, from my understanding of things, you have to have your elbow joint be lower, well, equal to or lower than your shoulder joint at the bottom of the bench during your pause. So if, for example, your elbow doesn't get as low as your shoulder viewed from the back, right? Let's say you're benching, someone from the back is watching. If your elbow joint doesn't get lower than your shoulder joint, then that lift is not legal and mm -hmm. it doesn't pass with three white lights or what have you. Um, which previously wasn't the rule, and which means that a lot of lifters with pretty big arches and or pretty wide grips and or short arms, I guess, usually, um, would have to change their technique to pass their benches in competition. And to be clear, this rule, I think, is applicable from 2023 onwards, so anyone competing this year doesn't have to worry about it. Um, but yeah, that's the long and short of it. Yeah, for sure. And when is the, the rule coming into full effect? I think that's 1st of January 2023. <laughs> well, well, with the setup now, it's impossible to get the door. Is it a delivery? Uh, I think it's a delivery, yeah. Let me go grab it. We are in 30 minutes. I'm going to keep rolling here and just uh, say my piece. Milo is crawling under wow. the desk uh, and under the light sources oh, that we've wow. set up. The sound is pretty good here, so you probably cannot hear him. I am going to solo hijack this podcast and act as elevator music until he returns. Interrupted by the bell, but we're back. We thought we're actually waiting for a Wolfpack bag. That's no joke. And we thought we were interrupted by the delivery guy bringing that, a.k.a. Wolfpack, trying to sabotage us. They're lucky they've copyrighted the name because a lawsuit would be coming their way quite soon if they hadn't. Why would they get a lawsuit if they haven't copyrighted the name? Why not? Because we can. You're going to get sued. I've been watching a lot of Better Call Saul lately, so I'm all lawyer talk these days. Objection? All about the law. Objection, hearsay. Um, that said, so IPF bench rule, uh, snooze fest, and uh, you left it at it's going to affect a lot of lifters that have short arms uh, and have been benching that way. Was that the yeah. last comment? Short arms, uh, wider grips usually, and bigger arches. Yeah, and we said it's coming in effect uh, in 2023. Yeah, I think beginning of the year. And what happens to the rec? I think these are things that still need answering. The records that are currently in place, will there just be um, you know, a hypothetical asterisk next to them for those that know that, oh, yeah, this was done before 2022? I kind of think... so. There's what I think should be done, and there's what I think will be done. I think what I think will be done is... So the truth and then BS. Exactly. Right. There we go. So I think what will be done is actually what should also be done in this case, which is nice. So I think what the IPF is going to do, and I'm not sure about this, is they're going to essentially count the old records the same way they would count new lifts. So there's no differentiation. For people in the know within the powerlifting community, they'll be like, oh yeah, that was with different standards and so forth. Um, Cope. But I kind of prefer that approach because nowadays, with how many federations there already are for powerlifting, tested versus untested, uh, raw versus equipped versus different styles of equipped, for example, different exact rules, different standards for judging, you know, there's it's not a level playing field to begin with. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think that generating a new class of bench press records is going to make the sport better as a whole. I don't think it matters that much. Um, so I'm happy with them comparing bench pressing under the old rules to bench pressing under the new rules. And that's fine, I think. Because ultimately, that's 
you have to consider that with any discussion. And it's not just about the rules or the rules of the sport itself. It can also be about, you know, the training methods they had available at the time. It can be about the nutrition they had available at the time, the science and so forth. Like, the playing field is never perfectly level. The science. science. Indeed. It's all made up. Barbalo et al. 2020 or something. The science. Like we don't know. Indeed. Drug tested. No, I'm just, But I guess just joking. One, one question I'm interested in is, do you think it's a good change on the whole? I am not entirely sure. Um, I think yes to a point. So if me personally, I didn't mind the previous rule, and but I don't mind the change as well, if that makes sense. So with the previous rule, I thought, you know, for the, for the few freaks that were able to have insane arches, I found... Of course, this is what you get. Absolutely lovely cat. Shout out to Raz. Of course, why not sit there? Um, I thought that you, you know, you had a few freaks that had the insane arch that could get away with, uh, you know, a huge bench, even though it wasn't a full ROM bench or whatever. Uh, but at the same time, I didn't think it was the norm. So I didn't necessarily mind. Uh, from uh, making the sport and the bench more legit point of view, and obviously, keep in mind, as a non-power lifter, my opinion is somewhat um, affected by, you know, is not affected by my emotion or how it will affect my competition. Plus, most of my competitive power lifters, if not all, don't have that insane arch uh, that would allow them to do that. Anyways, I think from a making the sport a bit more attractive to some people, making the IPF actually. So let's not equate the sport with the IPF necessarily. Indeed. And that's, I think, another discussion because <laughs> it's funny. Because I'm trying to ignore him, but he's like, okay, I'm going to intensify now this and stand on my two feet. Um, could you get down? Thank you. He's a closet cat. What can you do? So, yeah, let's not equate the sport with the IPF. I think it will make comp competing... <laughs> Fourth take, so let's not equate the IPF with powerlifting. Uh, at the same time, especially with the whole bam that's been happening in the, in the U.S., the schmick, the schmick, the shtick, um, the whole situation in the U.S. with the IPF and USAPL separating. The IPF, I think, is trying to make might well may 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 try to make ugh, might be trying to make things more attractive for people to compete there. Uh, compete there, I think it does help a bit with the credibility of the sport and the IPF for some people that will see the world records or at least won't see actually because there's still plenty of world records to see uh, in non-IPF competition so the fact that you're going to stop seeing those YOLO super small ROM benches that may help a bit but in reality do you really think that for like th th this has really pushed people away, given the fact that we live, we uh, I'm gonna sound old, we live in the age of social media where you see so many lifts, insane feats of strength every day, multiple competitors, a lot of the the non-tested federations get a lot of uh, publicity as well. You've got celebrities like like Russell or he and so on and so forth that are YouTubers as well that get a lot of uh, you know that that are pushing the sport out there. Do you think anybody has said? Yeah, I don't want to compete in powerlifting because that one guy in that one weight class had a huge arch and this is not cool. Yeah, so I'm actually going to agree with you but also disagree with you. I'm going to agree in that 
I don't think this small tweak is going to help differentiate the IPF from other federations, for example. Like, no one's going to go, oh, the IPF is where those legit benches happen. That's where I'm going to go compete. Um, but at the same time, yes, social media has helped normalize, you know, arching a lot on bench or minimizing range of motion and making that a bit more widely accepted. But at the same time, social media is also where a lot of people comment on, you know, arching being too extreme, uh, the range of motion being so small that it's a joke and it's not even legit anymore. People don't recognize it as much. Um, so I'd say social media is both helping normalize it, but it's also a place where you can see how absurd it, it, it is perceived by some people. You know, like some people do view it as quite absurd how limited range of motion can get on bench pressing and powerlifting. For sure. But um, the way I mended before is what do you think those pe- i mean obviously cool there's there's going to be there's going to, it's the internet people are going to chat shit regardless so like even under julius's uh, bench when he missed 800 when he missed 800 pounds or like ah, you're unhealthy this that like, people will hate to hate but i'm i'm saying are those people really people that are being put off the sport or Is it affecting the sport or the IPF? Because if they want to compete and they they don't necessarily want to be in a federation where people bench with that with that arch, they can just go to another federation and they can still be part of the sport. Because I think a, a lot of people have made that point that it's better for the sport as a whole. Where I think, yeah, maybe by a bit. At the same time, let's not take the comment section as a as a true reflection of what people think about powerlifting. Hundred percent. And I kind of want to segue off of that into. A lot of people are making a big deal out of this change, us included, because you know Huge. we have to make a living. Um, but I don't think it makes that much of a difference. So for context, I've seen quite a few lifters who I deem to have pretty big arches, like just off looking at them, which is how most people look at arches anyways. They don't look mm-hmm. at uh, biomechanical analyses of joint kinetics, you know. Um, and with those people, and they went ahead and recorded some sets with their bench from the appropriate angle. And for a lot of them, even those with pretty big arches, they still passed the lift by those rules, those new rules with the elbow joint being lower than the shoulder joint. Um, So I don't think it'll actually practically make that big of a difference for almost everyone. I think for some people, like especially for, I don't know, Julius Maddox, do you really think he has to worry about that role? Because he's mentioned with close grip, not arching much. He's definitely getting his... And he's not in the IPF. Indeed. Good point as well. Um, but I think for most... Yeah, m- most people, it, it, it may affect, it will affect the, the few world record holding, uh, you know, freaks that were able to have an insane arch. And it may allow for the p- some placings, at least in the world setting, so and in the bench press specifically, maybe total as well, um, to, to be somewhat affected. But we shall see how much people's strength is going i mean it will be a significant reduction in some of some people's benches but it remains to be seen whether uh, it's going to completely change the yeah. the way competitions are going i think on the whole where it'll have the most impact is obviously in bench only competitions yeah. and then in general probably more so for obviously people with bigger archers currently um lighter lifters usually have bigger archers i think You know, as you get heavier, you usually see smaller archers. Um, wow. And I think generally, and again, no citation here, 
So take it as you will. But I think generally women have bigger arches as well. So I think those are probably the people who have to be a bit more concerned with that rule change. Um, and as you said, it might mean that certain records for bench and potentially for totals, although I'm a bit more skeptical of that because benching doesn't make up that much of your total anyways, um, it might mean that those records are a bit more unassailable now than they were previously. Oof. The words. Me here, Greek ape, Milo, the educator, the real Greek, the real Greek philosopher, looking like one too. Um, the one point that was made uh, that I saw, I think Mike T uh, made it on his Instagram and a few people, maybe I'm wrong, but I think it was him, is the complexity this rule adds to judging. Yeah, I would agree. At the same time, there's already so many nuances to judging that potentially should be done away with entirely at some point. Wow, that is a hot take. Indeed. Could you expand? I mean, ideally, and this is not something that's going to happen in the near future. Shout out James Steele, Dr. James Steele, Associate Professor James Steele. Why are we... It sounds like something James would say. I Indeed. think, you know, uh, hey, let's numbers. Anyways. Shout out James Steele. Number, numbers, perform, like ra- rankings should go away Indeed. altogether. Indeed. I mean, the correlation between lean body mass and uh, powerlifting placement is so high that we may as well just measure lean body mass and do away with the competition itself. Indeed. And then stop measuring lean body mass and just let people yeah, choose their people. place. Yeah, just look at people and say, you look pretty jacked. I think you should be first. Um, bodybuilding in a nutshell, by the way, which is why it's the best sport. Better than the Olympics altogether. Indeed. Anyways, so I kind of think there's so many nuances and subjectivity within judging already as it is that ideally, eventually, it would be replaced by some sort of uh, video analysis system that takes care of it for you. Obviously, there also be limitations there, but I think removing the human element as soon as possible, as soon as it's effective enough to do so, that would be good. And mm-hmm. then we can replace the humans competing in powerlifting with machines, and we can just um, oh. match up our machine against other people's machines and see who whose machine is the strongest. Essentially, e esports. Exactly. That's esports exactly we should do much better than powerlifting yeah. and bodybuilding. Much cooler together. Much more fun me, to watch. And they deserve to be making more money than other athletes. Comfortably. Um, but yeah, you opened Pandora's box there with the, the hot take, Mr. Um, well, what's, uh, what was... Uh, Ray Kurzweil? No, in Terminator, I'm, I'm blanking out. Arnold Schwarzenegger? Not Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> the Terminator? The, the, the robots. <laughs> You've lost it. Yeah. You lost it. I lost it. I'm trying to find it. What was what was it called? Uh, I don't know. I never watched Terminator. I'm just making fault? up words. Uh, I haven't watched Terminator. Uh, Skynet. Um, yeah, with your hot take and the the Skynet sort of uh, vision, dream, dream vision, both making it a reality ASAP. Imagine yeah. the situation though there. If that <sighs> like if that even if that was considered not not even implemented because okay to implement this imagine now the money the research this research uh, i mean it's not too un- no so i'm deviating from the whole skynet stuff because we're gonna get absurd otherwise um i was gonna get back to the mike t comment it's not too dissimilar to the squat depth skynet skynet it's not too dissimilar to the squat depth conversation which yeah there's always going to be some subjectivity with bench you could argue that only one of the judges, the one seeing the bench from behind, essentially, like behind the lifter's head, um, would have the most authority to say, oh, that was a good lift. Um, 
and I can see how it increases subjectivity as a whole. But at the same time, it's kind of like a trade-off, you know? You win in credibility, in quotation marks, to the general population, maybe make the IPF more appealing to noobs who don't like people who arch a lot. Because I think generally, people unaccustomed to powerlifting are the ones most... Um, most opposed to large arches and minimal yeah. range of motion on benching. The ones who've been piloting for a while, typically, eh, they're used to it, they're pretty happy with it. So I think it might bring more people into piloting as a whole and into IPF specifically, but on the flip side, it introduces a bit more, you know, a bit more of a blurred line with regards to judging the bench press. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and that was the point before. I don't think that... I think that non-powerlifters will still have something to to hate on as they already do, and they don't. They're, they're not going to get into powerlifting just because the one federation that in the world level there is freaks. Because you could go to divisional, even national IPF competitions, and you're not going to. It's not everybody benching with a insane arch. Um, at least here in the UK. That said, I, I really did want to talk more about Skynet and your vision. But we'll park that for the moment. I think that we can start wrapping this intro episode up, unless you have much to add. No, not much. I'm just saying the uh, the takeover is inevitable, and brace it, yourselves. It would be nice. I do think there's a lot to think about there. Um, and given the fact that powerlifting is, for most people, if not all people, a hobby sport. But they take it very, very seriously. They do, but I mean, the, from the money side, if all of yeah. a sudden, you know, random federation in, in Greece needs to buy the Milo Judge 3.5. I'll give you a discount. Red light, red light, red light. Looks we're not even red shit. light. It looks shit disqualified. You look bald. I can say it. Um, so, yeah, short and sweet intro episodes. Our socials will be in the description on podcast platforms and on youtube from now onwards we're the, the plan is to release a few episodes per month we'll, we're testing our, our rhythm and our work capacity and other words and those episodes are expected to be somewhere around the hour hour and a half mark where can we listen to this beautiful piece of art this beautiful piece of art will be on spotify Apple Music and maybe other podcast platforms. That's something we're still figuring out. But on the, the mainstream podcast platforms, as well as on YouTube with the visual ex extravaganza that we've we've set up in Milo flexing and ignoring me. Your citation is right there. Science Sorry, feels... Sorry, citations? I wasn't listening again. Science feels meant. Shout out Jason Genova for the real ones. Coming right your way. The new era of podcasting is here. Terms of the supply new era of podcasting may mean a podcast with myself and Milo talking shit. And we appreciate your attention for the three people that reached the end. You are the real ones. Discount code for Amazon 63Z capital T B5. 50% off. And we'll see you next time. Right? See you next time. <sighs> The IPF president is a weirdo. <clears throat>